Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. All right, reports from Andrew Marchand, New York Post yesterday. Troy Aikman leaving the booth at Fox, going to leave Fox for ESPN. Monday Night Football is where Troy Aikman's going to go, so he'll no longer be bucking Aikman on Sunday afternoons for you on Fox. $18 million per year is the reported amount for Troy Aikman to make the switch from Fox to uh, ESPN. And Monday Night Football, look, they've screwed up the Monday Night Football booth so many times, Eric, over the years with um, you know trying to go the, the with Witten without showing Witten how to be a broadcaster without training him the right way. The Booger Mobile on the sideline and all these dopey things that they've done over the years. Then with the three-man booth that they've tried to have now, the only thing that's worked on Monday Night Football since, you know, for ESPN lately, since, frankly, Tarico left, was the the Manning cast, but it, you know, re- reports are that's going to be one year and done. Now, Troy Shame. Aikman's going to be the color commentator at ESPN. Ivans, what do you think that they do opposite Aikman? Do you see, before we get into what Fox does to replace Troy Aikman, because that's not going to be easy, What what is ESPN? Do you keep Steve Levy in the booth with Troy Aikman? Is that what Monday Night Football is going to look like moving forward? You're asking the wrong person. Here's why. I'm biased to Steve Levy. Islander guy, Met guy. I've been a Steve Levy guy from the days he was doing NHL hockey before they just brought it back with the new contract. I, I'm a I'm pro Steve Levy. Uh, are there other broadcasters who call football who are better than Levy? Without question. I like how Levy's versatility as a utility player can be used across any broadcast. He's called some baseball. He definitely can call hockey. He clearly has shown he can call football. He really is kind of just your Swiss Army knife. He's got a can opener. He's got a blade. He's got everything from a Phillips head to a flathead on him. The guy can do everything. But if you're spending this kind of money to bring Aikman in and you spend this kind of money to get the NFL rights to Monday Night Football, I feel like that there's an upgrade that can be done there in that garage that is Monday Night Football at ESPN. Yeah, so, so who would it be? Canary, if you, I think leaving, you, think, the, you, the you just leave leaving, and maybe it's because you've invested so much <laughs> money. It's kind of like a pay, It's kind of like normal payroll. If you've got, you know, fill in the blank wide receiver who's making upwards of hundreds of millions of dollars, like Troy Aikman's going to do, you're going to have to skimp a little bit. Your quarterback Steve Levy, just get him the ball, let him show off. It's kind of like you're on TSL. They brought me in with the big money. They they can only settle for you guys with the only talent. So. <laughs> That's it's 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 identical. Ego to boot, <laughs> identical. But no, I, I'm with you, Tyler. It's kind of like, well, gosh, you made such an investment. It might make so much sense just to stay with Levy because mm-hmm. I'm with you guys. I, I think he's fine. Is he? Is he? Is he great? No, but I think he's fine. I think Troy would add so much more to that booth, obviously, with Levy that I think yes. they could get by. I think the bigger question is, if it's not Levy, then you know what are your options? Um, you're going to go out and try to get a big, big fish. I mean, as we talked about earlier on the show, Tariko potentially might be in term long-term deal with NBC right now. We don't really know for sure, but outside of him, I, I think Levy might be your best option. Wait, so Al, Al Michaels is leaving ESPN or NBC for Sunday Night Football, and, and the reports have been that Tariko's going to take over that role. Um, and the thought was Michaels was going to go to Prime Video because Prime's going to have the Thursday night games coming up this year, that he would go to Amazon Prime and that he wanted Troy Aben to be his color guy. Now, does he want it enough that instead of going to Amazon and he decides to go to ESPN? 
That would be the big question. He, you know, he called Monday Night Football with uh, Madden for for a while, right? I mean, yeah. Al Michaels has been the voice of pretty much everything. As far as sticking with Levy, I'm just going to be honest. I don't think it's Steve Levy's fault. I would just want to have nothing to do with anyone who has been on those last three broadcast broadcast teams that they've had. I would just want to have a completely different human beings involved with it altogether so that there's no reminder of how much you screwed that up. Now, are the suits at ESPN, do they know that they screwed it up? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what that answer looks like. That ego, um, heck no, Will. They don't have a clue. Well, it's it's or or it's just a matter of a lot of the people doing that are on the sales side or on the uh, you know or or on the production side or an engineering yeah. side that are running things now. So do, do they know you know that that didn't work? Like I, I guess they do if they wouldn't have spent this money on Troy. So maybe that sure. helps. I just wouldn't want to remind people of the ways we've screwed this up if I were them. I would also say this: if you're going to put eighteen million dollars a year in the Troy Aitman, good enough's not good enough. Right, like go go try to be a lead, and so you go after after Al Michaels. Now the problem is if Al Michaels doesn't come. Oh, boy. Then where do you go? Yeah. And also, for Fox, what do you do? The one guy, that one thing that popped in my mind, and I thought, why the world? Like, if it, if I were Fox and I was looking to replace Troy Aikman there, I'd go hire Mike Golick. And and the, the thoughts that they're going to hire Sean Payton and put him there, and he's never done this. And Fox is a little bit better historically at preparing guys and training them to take that role. That's just a big role for a dude that doesn't do a whole lot of talking in Sean Payton. I would go get Mike Golick. People love Golick. He's fantastic at it. Um, he's well known, so familiarity is there because that's part of it. Is just are people familiar with this person and their familiarity is there with with, with Mike Golick. He's spectacular at what he does. He's great at it. I don't think you lose anything as far as analysis from the game. So that would be the guy that I would go with is Mike Golick if I were Fox, especially as I try to figure this out over the next few years. Is there anybody who was added to the lineup last year? That makes you go, oh, yeah, that's the guy that I would move forward with. Because they added four names to the broadcast last year. You already brought up Greg Olson. Remember, he was in the booth, unretired, played for Seattle, and then went back to the booth. Anybody there thinking Mark Sanchez? No. No Anybody way. there thinking uh, Mark Schlereth? I like Schlereth. I just think familiarity is not as high with Schlereth. Anybody oh. thinking Akeem Tlaib? No. No. So, again, to me, I, I would go, is there a quarterback that we're not thinking of? Because they like to go quarterback, right? Is there yeah. a quarterback we're not thinking of that they could they could go after or who's been doing a little bit? I mean, you know, Lord knows they'd love to have another run of Drew Brees at this point, right? So, But it, but it looks like yeah. long-term it'll be Tariko and Brees in the booth probably at Sunday Night Football. All right, they, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. Any chance that they call up and say, hey, Peyton – we know you're not doing the Omaha thing this year with ESPN, he the Omaha Productions. I, I know he won't do it, but it's worth the talk. They but what about to it least, going the other way? What have, about it going Eli? Would they call one of the Mannings and go, you think ESPN can throw stupid money around? Joe's looking for somebody that he can, from day one, absolutely go, let's knock this out of the park. If it's not Peyton, bingo, Will. Why not call Eli and be like, hey, Elijah, what are you up to these days? Yeah, look, uh, Marshawn did, did the uh, – like, he was the one that had the report that it was going to be one and done with with the, the you know, the, the, the Manning cast because Peyton's wanting to go into front office work this offseason. Right. So it'll be one and done there. Um, so that, that – if Peyton is going to go in the front office, he's off the table. But otherwise, that's the guy you make a run at is Peyton. If it's not Peyton, then I think you do probably make a run at Eli and see if Eli's willing to do it. I mean, if we're talking about big, 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 he wants to be in his own movie. He wants to produce his own stuff. Why don't you call Brady and see what Brady's up to, too? Now, see, are we getting a little far-fetched by asking the GOAT to come out as well? If we're just throwing names against the wall, boys, go ahead and tell me why Tom Brady well, would say no to an excess of, you know, hey, 
How much is Troy making? 180 million. I want 181. <clears throat> a lot of people have you have you guys paid attention to how many people around the NFL have said they believe Tom Brady's going to play next year? I've, I've seen some of that chatter. So here's the best part. You know why I believe that he's going to play next year, and I don't want to completely branch off into what our topic is. Sports books love making these type of bets where, hey, do you think this will happen or this will happen? This, this, the Oscars or the political race. They always offer these type of bets. They did with Peyton. They did with Michael Vick. They did with Drew Brees. Will, I have openly dug through multiple sports books looking for a wager of will Tom Brady take a snap in the 2022 season, and not a single book is offering it, which tells me they believe that Brady might come out. Can you imagine if Blaine Gabbert does get the gig for Tampa Bay and they actually do that defense takes him to like a a 6-2, and 7-3 and three start, and then Gabbert like breaks his foot like 10 weeks into the season? You don't think Brady's going to come jogging through that tunnel at week 11 and be like, all right, boys, let's go win the NFC South? Mike Florio last night said, I believe that Tom Brady's going to be the quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers next year. Now, Florio says crazy stuff sometimes, but we've seen a lot of people on ESPN shows, on Fox's shows that played in the league that all say, I think Brady's going to play next year. No, I said there was so, no way he was retiring, so I guess I should probably sit this one out. Just, just, or or just, just stick it, stick with it. You know what I mean? Eventually, you'll be proven right yeah, if he ever does anything else, right? Dude. Uh, I would, literally, I was filming on Sports 180 the, the Friday before the divisional rounds. Uh, one of the questions they asked you know, it was uh, percentage, percentage chance this is Tom Brady's last game. Heather said 50. I said 1%. I made fun of her on air. Lo and behold, she made me eat crow the next Now week. you got to ride it in the ground. If you're going to go so head Tom to Brady's head coming Heather, back and playing. I've said it all along, guys. Tom Brady's <laughs> coming back and playing. All right? this retirement, Heather will hold you accountable, so you better ride that into the ground. That's Kaner, Will West, Tyler Ivitz. Will, do you know where we're at? We're at the personal auto locator service today, just right here off I-75 in Callahan. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sitting here talking to Dan on the side because I might be back in the market for an SUV. And when talking to him about the possibility of some of the great vehicles they have here, I probably landed here at the best time. You want to know why? Because they've got Toyota 4Runners double digits right now on site. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're looking for a vehicle that can get you from A to B, and they do all the mandatory stuff that you need on top of all the extras from start to finish, it happens here at the Personal Auto Locators. That's right. Look, Personal Auto Pals Auto Sales and Service is just easier. There are over 200 high-quality pre-owned vehicles in stock at any time. The largest pre-owned dealership in Knoxville, and every pre-owned vehicle goes through their rigorous inspection and maintenance before they list it on the website. So many of their vehicles coming with the famous pre-owned lifetime warranty at no cost as well, and try their ease-praisal. See what other dealers would pay for your trade-in in real time, and then they get you'll get your offer on the trade from Pals Auto Sales and Service. It is just easier at Pals, I-75, Callahan Drive. I, I want to napalm the show coming up on the other side, because oh, I think there's a specific topic that we've not really discussed on on the show today that you guys have uh, it, probably more insight into than anybody else in the market. That's next right here on TSL. Find us right now online at 991thesportsanimal.com. Tennessee baseball improves to 4-0 following a 16-1 beatdown of UNC Asheville Wednesday. The Vols hit five home runs while Seth Stevenson drove in three. Basketball scores from last night on the men's side. Auburn ran away from Ole Miss, 77-64. Kentucky battled back to defeat LSU, 71-66. Duke got by Virginia, 65-61. Providence outscored Xavier, 99-92. And Wisconsin survived Minnesota, 68-267. 
And Major League Baseball will begin canceling regular season games if the league and the players union can't come to terms on a new CBA by Monday. It's 814. Pete Michaels traffic will get you updated on the roadways here on this rainy Thursday morning. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. Set an ape on the show, boys. <laughs> get your helmets Look, on, there, there are many people under the age of 40 that are hardcore baseball guy, but you guys are both hardcore baseball guy. Thank you. So Thank you. Here's, Thank what you. I, here's what I want to know from you guys. We go. We go. We're going to play on time. The the owners look. It, it was here's the thing. I was hopeful for a while because they they were staying at the hotel. Both sides with the same hotel. Both sides were ownership group and negotiating, and uh, the players' representation negotiating. And then yesterday, kind of out of nowhere, the owners went Eastern Bloc dictator and just said. I don't know, it was like it was like Ivan Drago is what the way I read it. That's the voice I read it in when I read the statement of either they do this on Monday or we won't play 162 and the players will not get paid for the full season. You have to have it done by Monday. That was the and look, you got to have a hard line at some point in time in a negotiation. Well, I get sure. it. This business is not personal, but it was just weird that the tone changed to, to the extent that the tone changed yesterday. So when you right now, do you believe if we can go around the room, start with you, Ivan's. Do you believe that we're going to play 162 in Major League Baseball this year? Oh, mama, 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 mama. Scott Boris's comments yesterday, I think he's a clown, but he's very, very good at his job. And if you come out of college or high school and get drafted and don't have the Boris Agency Corporation represent you, what are you even doing? His comments really hit home yesterday when he said, owners are laying out bear traps but yet the proposals that they're bringing to the table aren't attracting bears. So why even set a trap to try to get the union to accept your offer when you're not even close to having anything worth a while to be able to sit down and and enjoy or try to catch? Uh, Boris usually has his finger on the pulse of things like this, which means a lot of his players, a lot of his clients, they're the ones that the MLB PA are asking to meet at the negotiation table, and they're not even blinking. Um I think this is kind of like that stubborn girlfriend that you used to date. Like, you enjoy being around each other, but, like, you got to kind of know what your limits are. And MLB, the players and the owners right now are just looking for any reason whatsoever to kind of be like, this is why we're not wanting to do this and walk away from the table. And if you also read a lot of the write-ups from Rosenthal and Olney and some of the other guys like Peter Gammons, a lot of these players – they're still wanting their pound of flesh from two years ago when Rob Manfred came out and said, hey, guys, we understand COVID's a nasty thing right now, but we're going to get started on time and everything will be fine. Rob Manfred essentially lied not only to the fans but to the players, and that was just a screw job, screw job through and through. So I think the owners, they had to be very cautious with what they said and did. Yesterday there was a lot of forward momentum, and then the owners came out and did what they did. And now I think things are going to get messy again. And somebody fired the first shot. Now we're getting ready to have a shooting range. So to answer your question, we're going to lose some games. And there are quite a few people that are going to lose quite a bit of money. Like, for example, you know who was at the negotiating table yesterday? Max Scherzer and Garrett Cole. I saw the numbers yesterday for every game that they lose next this year. Scherzer is going to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred and twelve thousand dollars a game. Age uh, uh, Garrett Cole is going to lose somewhere in the neighborhood of one hundred ninety-seven thousand dollars per game that is missed. So, I mean, good on them. They're caught. They're they're essentially 
mortgaging their current money for the minor leaguers and future players of tomorrow over the next decade. So I think it's kind of admirable, but things got messy when things were heading in the right direction yesterday. Yeah, It's hard to believe that, I mean, the deadline's Monday before you start missing some regular season games. So for them to be so far apart still today, I mean, we're here on Thursday morning, right? I mean, it makes you go back to think all the previous meetings that they met for 10 minutes, 11 minutes, and then just called it a day. I mean, it's been a lot of waste of time. There's been a whole lot of – there's been some progress, but not nearly enough progress. So for as far apart as the two sides are right now, I, I personally just don't see them coming to a resolution by, by Monday. Now, what's up? Here's the problem, boys. The lockout began what day? December 2nd. December the 2nd. Do you remember the day that the owners actually made contact with the players' associate players uh, PA and said, hey, let's get together and talk about it? Pretty sure it was like January, 1st of January. 44 days later. Yeah. 44 yeah. days to make first contact. Yeah. You tell me who's in the wrong here. Well, I mean, it's no question who's in the wrong here. I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to say, well. 44 days. Moderately league players don't deserve to get paid during spring training. It's it's more for them. It's a chance for them than really for us. I mean, just pathetic. So They want free labor. Yeah, they, well, they would have they they, they violated labor laws, and that's that's a little bit of an issue. And this has been going on for the history of baseball. It's just it's pathetic. It's absolutely, and, you know, they're so far apart on arbitration deals and all that type of stuff. So I don't see this coming to a resolution by Monday. That doesn't mean that it won't may, maybe a week from Monday. I think there'll be some games missed. But I don't think that there'll be a ton of games missed because they and need. You don't think for a second, Kater, four weeks of spring training. They said February 28th is the hard line. I'm gonna draw it in the sand. Yeah, don't cross this line. You don't believe that they came to the table on March one or March two, and they were like, "Hey, let's get this worked out." They'd be like, "All right, yeah, we'll work it out, and we'll still get started on time." Like you can play big bad and everything, but even the owners understand we're losing money when it comes to the gate, we're losing money when it comes to concession, and we're losing things when it comes to parking. Like, of course, the players want to make their money, but the owners also need to make their nut as well. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I understand we have to have hard lead deadlines, and there's got to be a little bit of a threat, but don't use scare tactics, especially when you're face to face caner with multi millionaires who are just kind of like, look, we're trying to throw the younger guys a bone, but you know, look, we've made our money for our life for the next four generations. Yeah. So we'll see. I, 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 we don't see. Will, how do you see it? Do you think they're going to get it done by Monday? No, 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 I don't. But I, I have never thought that they were going to. Here's the problem with baseball is it comes down to uh, baseball has fundamental problems, right? Like if you look at the fundamentals of any business, like at the, don't just look like when you're looking at a stock, don't just look at the stock price. Look at the fundamentals behind it it's a, to, to tell you which direction it's going into. Um, any type of business project, I think you look at it that way. Baseball needs a salary cap. Or that what they need is this is the percentage of revenue that players get. This is the percentage of revenue that owners get. Yeah. Um, but but the, the problem is owners don't want to open the books up, which means you're never going to get that because the owners don't want to open the books up. Why don't you look who hides? You only hide things if you have something to hide. So the owners have something to hide. So baseball needs they need a revenue distribution model like every other sport that doesn't find themselves in this situation repeatedly. And they probably need a salary cap once you get that. But the problem is players are never going to agree to it. And they're especially not going to agree to it if you want to open the books up. And as long as you do that, you're always going to find yourself in this situation with arbitration and yada, yada, and all this other dumb stuff that baseball has that other sports don't. It starts with owners opening the books up. And until they open the books up, players can't be idiots to agree to a salary cap. So the problem's fundamental, fundamentally when it comes to the economics of baseball. But I'll tell you what the bottom line is. At the end of the day, most listeners, they don't care about that. We're going to get baseball. Braves just won a World Series. I'm going to see yeah. the Braves play. Not on time, you're not. Not Max on time, Scherzer. You're not. All Max Scherzer has asked the owners to do is open up the books and show us how much money you lost at the pandemic of 2020. 
Show us how much money you lost. And when we see the amount of money you lost and you're trying to recoup, we'll meet in the middle, and this can be over tomorrow. Owners aren't going to open up those books because you want to know why? The owners lied. They didn't lose nearly as amount. They, they did not lose nearly the amount of money they claimed that they lost. I think you also may find out that there be with some SEC filings and revenue filings and things like that that would be yep. done for some of the large corporations that own those teams. That like did Liberty Media really only make thirty three million dollars last year? Sure. Sure, you know what I mean? Like, like that—that's the thing. Is is it opens up a bigger can of worms beyond just players and owners. It opens up a can of worms of maybe you end up taking fines from the SEC and from the you know what I mean from the Feds. That's Will West, Eric Kane, Tyler Ivins. We start bench cut. I've got a lock, make good, riding with Ivan's play today that's going to clear the last two days of bad taste out of her mouth. All right? I'm going to give you a hint. If you need a winner, go to the best team in college basketball. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. Paul McCartney tickets. We have your chance to score and see the Beatles man coming up on May 31st all next week. Just be sure you keep it locked right here on the starting lineup. Hi, 99.1 on the FM side of things, AM 990. And you can also find us through the stream, the, the podcast, all things that are vols and more. That is at 991thesportsanimal.com. Hi, salutations. Good morning to you. Tyler Ivins, where are we? The personal auto locator service. But you know us as Pals Knoxville. I say us because I'm part of the Pals family. For those of you who don't know, I bought my Audi here from Pals three years ago. I needed luxury. I needed a big boy car after so many years of driving around in my Jeep. And guess what? I decided that the best people that could set me up for a lifetime of just absolute luxury and lifetime of just easygoing negotiations is here at Pals. Are you like me? Where if somebody does something right the first time, I mean, I am East Tennessee born and bred, so you don't like change. I usually eat at the same restaurants. I usually shop at the same department stores, and I'm going to buy my cars at the same places. So, Will, I remember when I bought my Audi, what I ended up doing was it was an easygoing negotiation. Dan, Zach, the rest of the team here, what they did, they searched for my car for over three weeks, and they found the perfect one for me to the exact matching and request that I was looking for. They found it in Fresno, California. They had it shipped out here to me. And anytime I need maintenance done on that vehicle, I just leave it in the driveway. I take the Jeep to wherever we're at doing the show that day. They go, drop it off, have the work done under the hood. It comes back washed, vacuumed. It looks like a brand new car that I just got off the showroom. I'm telling you, from the first time I walked in the doors, long after the sale is over, because how often do you go to a dealership where the service continues after the sale is over? I can tell you who does the best A-plus five-star every time. I will never not buy another car from except my friends here at Pals Knoxville. Over 200 high-quality pre-owned vehicles in stock at any time. It's the largest pre-owned dealership in Knoxville. Every single pre-owned vehicle going through a rigorous inspection and maintenance before they list it on the website. And so many of the vehicles come with the famous pre-owned lifetime warranty at no cost at PALS. All right. Hey, Kanner, if you would please hit a big red button in front of you. It's start bitch cut time here on TSL. All right, gentlemen, steal their birthday talent edition. Steal their talent birthday edition, better said. Boxing skills of Floyd Mayweather. Acting How old skills Floyd? 45. Okay. Acting skills of Billy Zane, 56. Or wrestling skills of, wait for it. Hey, here it comes. All right. Shinsuke Nakamura. Try it one more time. It's pretty close. close. Shinsuke Nakamura. That's how I did my pronunciation. Yeah, I, no, that's it solid. Out. It's close. It's Shinsuke Nakamura. But, oh, dude. Yeah. Dude. Hey, you know what? 
This that is not going to go on the shelf. Yeah. This is not going to go on the shelf as one. This is not Le, Julie Louis Dreyfus. This isn't Pinot Niwar Wire. I mean, dude, Pino nice job. Pinot Niwar, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the first one was. Also, I couldn't tell you who this guy is in wrestling. You don't know who Shinsuke uh, is? No. One of I the best fo- entrances in WWE today, man. I, I, I don't follow wrestling, so I, I just I, I don't know who he is. I'll get us started here, man. There's a lot of money on the line here, so I'm going to start Floyd Mayweather. Boxing has turned into what has been just millions upon millions of dollars for enterprises and everything that that guy has done. I'm going to bench uh, the wrestling skills of Shinsuke Nakamura, being known as one of the best pro wrestlers in your profession across the entire world. When was the last time Billy Zane did anything relevant? I remember Billy Zane from Titanic. I remember Billy Zane from Tombstone. Tombstone. Yeah, Billy Zane in Tombstone. He got murdered in that movie. I just rewatched it the other day. Uh, uh, so I'm going to cut Billy Zane. He was in that crappy Tales for the Crypt movie as well, but yeah, we all do bad things sometimes. Look, you start Mayweather here. It's not like Mayweather's unbelievably talented. He's the best defensive fighter of all time. He ruined boxing. And because when he, what, what happened is he was the first, it's not his fault, but he's the first guy that let me fight a bunch of tomato cans and you, and you idiots will pay for $65 on pay-per-view, $100 on pay-per-view. And I won't fight anybody in the prime. I'll wait until they're old because all that matters (laughs) is television. Nothing matters. As far as prize fighting doesn't matter. It's just about the revenue. It means nothing when the titles mean nothing anymore. Mayweather did that, but he's still the the most talented defensive fighter of all time. I wish we had more Roy, Roy Jones and fewer Mayweathers, but it is what it is. Uh, bench the wrestling skills of Shinsuke Nakamura. They, so under, unbelievably underutilized right now, and cut the acting skills of Billy Zane. It was on this day in 1975 when Led Zeppelin released Physical Graffiti, mm. best rock album of all time. Oh, this is going to be a good one. Okay. Physical graffiti, dark side of the moon, or appetite of destruction. So I'll I'll start appetite here of these three. Ooh. I will start appetite. I'll bench physical graffiti. I'll cut dark side of the moon. I'm sorry, you're cutting Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon. Yeah, I don't like Pink Floyd. It's too slow, man. I fall asleep. Oh man. It's very soothing, though. I will say this. Oh. It's very, like, if you want to, like, the Pink Floyd, as far as rock, if you want something that's a little more folky, James Taylor's the other one. But if you're yeah. looking for a nap, it's like, it, it does to me what NASCAR used to do to my dad, and he loved NASCAR. <laughs> but every Sunday, dad on the couch snoring away with NASCAR on in the background. You put on Pink Floyd, that'll be me. Uh-oh, here it comes, because I'm going to cut him as well. I just didn't think you were actually going to do it. I'm going to start Appetite of Destruction. See, Tyler does this every day. <laughs> every day, though? Every day. Back I'm going to bitch days. physical graffiti. I'm going to cut Dark Side of the Moon. I just didn't think he was going to cut Pink Floyd. Oh, mama mia. Which ranked SEC matchup this weekend is must-see television? Number six, Kentucky at number 18, Arkansas. Number three, Auburn at number 17, Tennessee, or South Carolina at number 24, Alabama. That's the obvious cut there. Well, hey, this Carolina is pretty had straightforward. a juicy little win against Mississippi State last night. Yeah, Don't count Frank Martin out yet. They're, they're no, no, no. Auburn, Auburn, Tennessee, because Auburn's number three team in the nation. Tennessee hasn't lost the Thompson Bowling Arena. Bruce Pearl, the whole nine yards. Yep. So start Auburn, Tennessee, bench Kentucky, Arkansas, cut South Carolina, Alabama. Yeah, that's a cosign for me. 10-4 there, big shoots. Who would you most like to see ESPN pair Troy Aitman with on Monday Night Football? Al Michaels, Steve Levy, or someone else? Start Al Michaels. I'm going to bench somebody else. I'm going to cut Steve Levy. Don't take the cut as me dogging my boy Steve Levy. Lovely. Think he is a fantastic utility player. He can do so much for that network. That's why he has longevity there. I just think they can put so much better on the table with Troy Aitman than Steve Levy. 
I would start someone else. I would go Jason Benetti. I think he's the best play-by-play guy that they have at ESPN. Also, I'd let, I'd let Michaels go to prime, and I would try to have someone younger because, I mean, if you do this, you're doing this again in three years, right, with Michaels right. at tops. So I, I would, and I would want this to be long term. So I want somebody who's going to spend f- ten years in the booth, along with Troy. So if if I have a ten year contract with him, and that's the report, so I would start Jason Benetti. That's the guess. Someone else. That's what I would start. I would bench Al Michaels. It's not Steve Levy's fault, but it's been so bad the last three different booths they've tried to put together at ESPN. I would want to have nothing to do. I just wouldn't allow anyone in the booth that had anything to do with those past broadcasts just so it feels like a clean reset and you cleanse the palate. With rumors about Tom Brady coming back next year, what will Brady be doing next season? Staying retired, playing for the Bucs, or playing for another team? I'm going to start playing for the Bucks. I'm going to bench playing for another team. I'm going to cut State retired. No chance he's gonna, not taking another snap. I'm going to start State's retired because uh, I think if he promised the family, he's going to have to stick with that one. They've sucked it up for the last couple of years, reportedly from where he promised he would walk away, and he didn't. So I'm going to start State's retired. I'm going to bench plays for another team. I'm going to cut plays for the Bucks. Today is National Toast Day. Ooh. National Chili Day. Oh. And National Tortilla Chip Day. Even better. If for the rest of your life you could only have one of those three, which would it be? Toast, chili, or tortilla chips? I mean, Can the, I ask uh, a question? Can I ask a question? Go ahead. If I say no to toast, does that mean no bread? Just toast. You no, can't just, have toast. Just toast. But I, I, oh, I, I feel like the obvious start here has got to be chili because that's actual food, right? I mean, that's... that's but tortilla mm, chips, chips and yes. salsa, chips and yes. guac, no, 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 chips no, 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 and, and queso, and, you know, and, and I'm not trying to, to give it a bad rap here, but chili is like a meal, whereas the other two is just nice little sides. Okay, well, then you're not only eating that. It's just thing. a matter of you can never have the other two. That would be exactly. the That would be the key. Okay. Okay. I guess. So that yeah. being said, I'm going to start the tortilla chip. I'm going to bench the chili. I'm going to cut the toast. Yeah, the toast is the the, the toast is the the toast is toast here. It's the cut. Yeah, that is the right order. Start the tortilla chip. Bench cut. Bench the chili. I love chili too. My I absolutely love it. And I'm going to cut the toast. I could. I I don't know the last time I've eaten toast. I don't know the next time I will eat toast. I like. I like chili a lot, but I just I don't eat it enough. So yeah, that that would probably be my bench as well. My wife makes a magnificent chili. We have it, have leftovers third day, put it on a chili dog. It's fantastic. Also love potato soup. You see it all the time, never eat it anymore. Sounds like Will just invited us over to the house for a little chili Sunday deal. No, no, well, you could come over to the house for something else. I keep that chili to myself. I don't quick, I don't quick, share that with anyone. Quick question. Quick question. You're in any good circle around it. Is your wife the type of person where you can do whatever you want to the chili, or is it one of those type of things where, like, chili's only chili? Because I'm the type of person, if I have chilies, if I have chili, you better believe I'm bringing Fritos chili chips. No, 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 no. The full Petro is going on. Yeah, yeah. That's well, it's just regular Fritos, sour cream cheese. cheese I throw some salsa jalapenos in there. I'm not about that. My wife's pretty much, you can do whatever you want as long as you leave her alone. What's the what's better chili? Chili your wife makes or the chili they serve on the Petros at Thompson Bowling Arena? Yeah, no, no, the chili my wife makes. It's the, be, it's the best there chili I've go. ever had in my life. That is a veteran answer. Experience. So you stay married, boys. Experience. So yeah, it's also the truth, but it's also <laughs> how you stay married. Experience. 845. This little song and dance we do daily is starting lineup. He is Will West. That man who's about to give you an update, his name's Eric Kane. My name, Tyler Ivins. Shout out to the personal auto locator service coming up as we want to say thank you to pals each and every time we stop out here off I-75 in Callahan. How do you want the perfect experience when it comes to car buying? We'll tell you next here on 99.1, the sports animal. 
Tennessee baseball improves to 4-0 following a 16-1 beatdown of UNC Asheville Wednesday evening. The balls hit five home runs in the win while Steph Stevenson drove in three. College hoop scores from yesterday. Auburn ran away from Ole Miss, 77-64. Kentucky trailed by eight at the half but came back to defeat LSU, 71-66. Duke got by Virginia, 65-61. Wisconsin survived Minnesota, 68-67. And in the NBA, the Knicks and guard Kemba Walker have mutually agreed that the four-time All-Star is going to set the remainder of the season. It's 8:46. Rob with Ivins. It's coming up next here on TSL. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. All right, all right, all right. How about it? Welcome you back here, North Knoxville, right off of Callahan I-75. It is here at Powell's 99.1. You're inside the Sports Animal. Tyler Ivins, Will West, TSL. Will, I'm getting sick and tired of having games not go the way I want to because teams can't hit their free throws. I understand that's part of the game. As somebody who likes to say that I am hashtag HYFT, I am somebody who is now just getting sick and tired and about to make a big, big wager tonight. I'm not one to throw locks out. That's just not my thing. Retweet, like me, listen if you want your chance to get all these hot picks. But, Will, I'm ready to give you a juicy one right now. Big thank you to our friends over at American Outdoor Equipment. Out in Rockwood, you can swing by and see them, 245-5213. Let's go out to West Coast Conference action. WCC tonight. Gonzaga travels to take on San Francisco. Pop quiz. Will West, do you know the last time Gonzaga had a game that finished within single digits? It was the last time they lost, Will. The last time Ooh. Gonzaga was actually in a single-digit different game, you got to go back to December the 4th when they lost that game to Alabama, 92-81. Since December the 4th, Gonzaga has not had a single game that has finished in single digits. Guess what the spread is tonight with Gonzaga going to San Francisco? Nine and a half. You're giving me Gonzaga short of double digits? I'm here for it. Your play for Thursday, February the 24th. Give me the number one team in the land, Gonzaga, minus nine and a half on the road taking on San Francisco. I understand he can get a little hairy out there when the Zags take on San Francisco. I have no problem throwing nine and a half points in the Zags. And that is West Coast Conference action with our friends over on Riding with Ivans. Also, a big thank you to our friends at American Outdoor Equipment, the one-stop shop for everything you need for your outdoor needs. Listen, you can make that quick little drive to Rockwood, and if you're looking for mowers, if you're looking for side-by-sides and those UTVs, they've got you covered going into the spring season. Save you bucks. Go, go, go out and see the family-owned business, American Outdoor Equipment. Tell Tyler O'Brien Tyler sent you. Will West, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm sitting here thinking about all this money that could possibly be made riding with Ivans, but uh, I have a feeling Mr. Troy Aikman's not going to need my services anytime soon with the amount of money that he's just reeled in on that ESPN deal. I don't even know ESPN was throwing around that kind of money anymore. No. Well, apparently they're the ones that offered a, a Romo that and then CBS matched, right? Or something in that neighborhood then CBS matched it to try to finally get this fixed. Now, can they get it fixed? Who knows? Uh, it needs fixing and good on them for realizing that they just can't keep doing the same thing they were doing and expecting a different result. Um, but Aikman reports are for the New York Post that Aikman's going to leave Fox to go to ESPN. He'll be in the booth for Monday Night Football. The Al Michaels reportedly had, it was was hoping to sign with Amazon Prime to do Thursday Night Football, and he hoped Aikman would be his color guy there. It's a kind of money that there's no way Troy can turn that down. So what is, right. what, is what happens here from here? Does Michaels decide? Okay, I'll go on Monday Night to be with uh, Troy. He did it with Madden, but you know what I mean. Monday Night for a while. What does what does Fox do from here? Sean Payton is the first name that most people have mentioned. 
but that would just be a band-aid. It would be one year and then you're probably, he's probably back in coaching and you're trying to, you're, you're kind of having to figure this thing out again. Will, when I bought my car from here three years ago, the service has continued long after the sale. I bought the Audi back in 2019. It is continuing to hum and whistle all across Knox County. And I can't thank the family here at Pals enough for everything they've done before, during, inking the contract, and long after the deal has been done from service. They've got one of the best apartments here in Knoxville when it comes to pricing, the easiest negotiations, and they go out of their way to be able to find the vehicle for you. That forerunner sale has been extended to this Saturday. So if you're looking for four-wheel drive, if you're looking for a Toyota forerunner, you see them on the streets and you always picture yourself in one, Will, it begins here right off I-75 in Callahan here at Pals. My man, appreciate it as always. Kaner, we appreciate you as well. EA and Brian are next. It's 13 hours of local programming continue till 7 p.m. tonight here on your flagship station for Tennessee Athletics. 99.1, the sports animal. Hey, go enjoy your Thursday. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.